Hello, my name is Shireen Jordan and welcome to Tea and Tonic. This podcast is about giving my guests from all different creative industries the chance to tell us about how they got to where they are today, while we both sip a tea or perhaps something a bit stronger with a tonic. It's a chance for those affected by the impact of lockdown, the opportunity to chat, because talking is, as the saying goes, just the tonic. I hope you enjoy it with a beverage in hand. It's Friday, November the 20th, 2020, and my guest today is actress, director, activist, mental health awareness advocate and yoga instructor Summer Strallen. Summer started dancing at the age of two and when she was 10 went to arts ed, followed by Lane Theatre Arts to study musical theatre. Since graduating, Summer has performed in an array of musicals, including Guys and Dolls, Cats, Maria in the Sound of Music at the London Palladium, Love Never Dies, The Boyfriend, Young Frankenstein, The Drowsy Chaperone, A Damsel in Distress at Chichester Festival Theatre, as well as TV roles in Hollyoaks and Land Girls. Summer originated the Ginger Rogers role of Dale Tremont in Top Hat, which earned her her fourth Olivier Award nomination. And this year, she launched her wellness and performance platform, Strahling Collective, in lockdown. It gives me great pleasure to welcome the lady herself, Summer Strahlin. Hello! Hi, hi, Serene. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, thank you for being here. We've got a lot to talk about uh, in this hour. Before we yeah. begin, do you have a beverage? And if so, may I ask what it is? I do have a beverage. It's just water. Okay. I do, because it's... Here it's 20 past two in the afternoon, even though it is a Friday. And sometimes I just have to limit myself (laughs) because I am partial to a drink. Um, And I'm not really a tea drinker. Mm -hmm. I I, I drink, especially not in the US, because it does not taste the same. It doesn't taste the same. No. Whatever you do, whatever you try to do, doesn't taste the same. It's like the water is different. But it is very different. My feet are so dry. Oh, really? <laughs> Which is a horrible thing to say. But yeah, but yeah, the, the water is very hard here, it seems. Or soft, I don't really know. But it does not taste the same as a good English cup of tea, I must say. So interesting. Well, the water is testament to your glowing skin, which I'm noticing very much. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Well, that's from not drinking for the whole week. Because, I I mean, the pandemic has been hard for everyone who does drink. I mean, my sister and brother-in-law I was living with in in New Jersey don't drink. They're teetotal. So for three months of the pandemic, I was teetotal. And it was fantastic because it meant that I didn't. Also here, you can't just go to a grocery store and pick up wine or liquor. Mm -hmm. Like it's you have to go to a liquor store. So it's like you're making that choice mm-hmm. to go and abuse yourself. <laughs> That's what I think of it. That's how I think of it. So I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to get some nice fizzy stuff or something. Well, actually, because I'm a, I, I sell oils with doTERRA. So I just put essential oils in, in fizzy water. And I'm actually buying a soda spoon. So, well, hopefully. I think at half price at the moment. Anyway, why am I advertising soda spoon? I, I, well, I'm I'm learning a lot. Well, I mean, <laughs> I have a... Um, a get SodaStream to sponsor this today. Great Do idea. that. Call them. <laughs> I have a lemon and ginger herbal tea. So, yeah. you know, it's all, all good for me. I love a lemon and ginger herbal tea, I must say. That is one thing I do like, especially when I'm working. Well, cheers, Summer. Cheers to Friday. Cheers to you. Cheers. Uh, it's, it's over there somewhere. I can't get it, but fine. 
there is so much to talk about. People are going to know you from your family dynasty. I hope you don't mind me saying that in terms of you know, coming from a performing arts background. I know that both your parents were in Cats. Of course, mm. your aunt is a very well-known actress, dancer, entertainer, mm. presenter, everything. Bonnie Langford. I've seen you summer perform and you are without doubt one of the best performers I have ever seen on stage. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> Without doubt. Which isn't difficult, but um, that's very, very kind of you to say. Very kind. I want to know where this has come from. I mean, clearly a lot of it is in your genes, in your DNA, in your makeup. <gasps> when you were a little girl, was there a time that you were just dancing around and did someone kind of look at you and go, oh, she's displaying, you know, great ballet um, technique. The, the answer to that question is that my grandmother had a dancing school, which was more of a youth group, really. It wasn't really, we didn't do exams or competitions or anything like that. It was more of a youth group that she would have my parents and their friends, colleagues come and teach us. And because my parents would be out in the evening, it was sort of our after-school club on a Monday and Thursday. Um, so it was sort of glorified babysitting, and there wasn't really much else that we could do because it would have, that would have entailed childcare and on a West End ensemble wage in eighty, you know, blah, 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 90s. It it was it wasn't possible. It's still not possible. Which which is you know very very. Um, highlights the fact that you know with inflation we are um salaries in in the uk especially um for musical theater haven't gone up for us to be able to pay for childcare. um so so that's how it happened and um it was very much what i work on now um a lot is um a lot to do with mental health and um i'm also a very spiritual person so i um a yogi and meaning I, I, I'm a yoga instructor and practitioner and I also practice um, lots of different um, sort of holistic practices um, and it, it's very much um, I'm learning now that my grounding and my 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 root chakra as it's called uh, which is like the first energy center that your body um, creates when you're in the womb wasn't particularly solid because I didn't have that solid um, foundation of sort of, you know, knowing what I wanted to do. So mm -hmm. I was very, I was very pushed into it. Um, and, and obviously, as you say, yes, I probably had some sort of gene that gave us good vocal cords and gave us, you know, lengthy hamstrings. I mean, but again, you know, is it nurture or is it nature? I mean, we were doing touch your toes and sit up and touch your toes you know from the, from the age of two so of course our hamstrings are going to be long <laughs> you know um it's just so it's it's hard to um to say whether um i i don't remember any time that i wasn't being pushed into it That's and wasn't sort of doing it you know so so this is for me this has been a time in the in the pandemic where I don't feel pushed by the pressure of being in something or, you know, or creating something. Although I think innately now I have within me 
a need to create, a need to um, show people a light in order to help them find their own light in themselves. Um, ultimately, as actors, that's what we do. We hold a space for people to emote. And that is why I think everybody is missing it so much because our lives are so fast, fast, fast you know, quick, 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 right, do this, do that, get an exam, do this, get the grades, get, get a university, get it. It's all so, so fast. Mm -hmm. And that frequency, as far as energies and sound energies and how and quantum physics and all of that, quantum physics is, is a soft wave. And in, 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 in our society, we've made the vibration a lot, a lot um, faster. Mm. And so our bodies that are, this is just my philosophy, mm. but our bodies are 70% water mm. and water vibrates. And if you, so you are, and especially with, with musical theater or, or any kind of theater, your adrenaline levels are always on a sort of strange imbalance. Quite high alert and really. So, you're, you're on quite exactly when you're doing eight shows a week. Well, it's it is your fight or flight refle reflex right. is in in play mm -hmm. at all times, um, and so I have been in that heightened adrenal gland um, uh, way for my entire life, and that has only been made clear to me since I realized and was diagnosed with depression and diagnosed with anxiety um but it has been a slow build it's not like i was born with anxiety and depression I, it was a slow build of having my adrenal glands being overused basically which can then you know follow on to having problems with fertility and problems in you know in your body because your body's not balanced so now i now, my sort of mission in life is to sort of find that balance in myself, um, and that is through emotion as well and, and, and art, because that is how, you know, we show expression, how we express, but also to find that stillness and help other people find that stillness so that they can bring their adrenal glands back to a more stable level. Um, so that's the answer to that question. <laughs> This is this is so interesting, Summer, and there are so many strands of that I'd like to pick up on. Do you know, it's really interesting you say about the kind of heightened alert and always you're always ready to perform, aren't you, when you are in a show that requires you to be doing eight shows a week or something. And I remember in my, my late 20s, someone said to me um, to be calm. They said, just, just, just relax. I, I remember having real trouble relaxing. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Be relaxed do that you're like yeah. uh yeah that's really not gonna happen right now I couldn't compute that I couldn't understand at all and it's only now years later when I, I can relax very easily now um <laughs> too much Me but too. looking back I realized the importance of bringing your body back to that grounded place and how important breathing is in kind of keeping us all feeling okay so if I ask you did you enjoy as a child dancing and, and doing the classes you use the phrase you were pushed into it yeah I think I think I found it difficult to enjoy just because there was so much pressure around it um you know and I don't mean to sort of paint my my grandmother my maternal grandmother as a as a 
Bashlax, but she is and was and is and still is um, and would probably say that herself um, because she wants you to strive for the best. And so I, I totally understand it. But for me as a person, um, what I've had to find out is who I am as a unique person, not as somebody who, uh, who, who, what I've realized is that maybe me as a unique person has to find a certain way to be in, in her own life, her practical, you know, and, and practice different things in my own life in order to be able to do it and enjoy it. Mm. Um, and the breath is, is so important. Um, you know, I mean, in Sanskrit, the word prana is, is for breath, but it actually means life force. So you're bringing the life force into your body. And, you know, you also said about everyone rushing around and, and being in that high, you know, you said about musical theatre and being in that sort of high level of adrenaline. But everybody is in that. That's the, you know, the majority of people are kept in that state because it's a fear state. It's fight or flight. And people, you know, and we aren't, society isn't, um, it hasn't been, created the system hasn't been created to help um, support people in slowing themselves down because if they slow down they'll realize how much they're being exploited and that is what has happened in the world now is that everyone slowed down and realized and been able to have the time to go wow we bring one point to eight million billion into the economy in the UK and they're not giving us anything you know like it and I personally have because I've been involved in yet in the union and and whatever in politics I'm interested in politics now because of that because I saw so much exploitation because I was seeing it from I'd been in that that place and I'd worked my way up and when I was on the top of the, the castle I realized that I I couldn't be happy if I was looking down at people who were suffering. You know, however high I got, I was like, I can't be happy because they're suffering because of it or, you know, or not because of me, but because of the system. So, and, and so the, the, the breath, as you say, you know, for us to take a deep breath and to take that stillness is so important. And I mean, goodness gracious, look at the world. It's taken a breath. No wonder we don't take a breath. There's too much pollution around, you know, and now that there is less, everyone's going, oh my God, what's this stuff in me? And then they're like having a panic attack because they can actually take a moment to breathe. And they're going, no, I don't know how to deal with this. I don't know how to be in this space. We, you know, I'm constantly moving forward, moving forward. Mm -hmm. And now that I've slowed my pace down, I can actually look around me and see what is actually wrong with my life rather than, you know, not necessarily wrong, but, but things that, you might not necessarily want to allow mm -hmm. in your life. You have allowed because you don't have time to, to, to be, you know, you're not, you're not distracted. You're just distracted all the time by other things. So it's like, Oh, well, I'll put that on the back burner. Exactly. Cause sometimes when we do take that pause and we're left with our own thoughts with no noise going on, that's, that can be the hardest. It's terrifying. Are uh, uh, your own in a, in a dialogue before before I did any of this practice, and, and still now because of, you know, and that's where my depression lies, is that I have never 
I would never say the things to somebody else that I say to myself. I, it, it, I would, I would fight the person who I would, I would be uh, like defending the, the person if, if I was said the things that, you know, if I said the things out loud that I say to my, myself, you know, and also that's the thing of like realizing that you are the watcher of your thoughts. Your thought, that's what Eckhart Tolle says in The Power of Now. That really helped me for a long time of thinking of who is this? Who is this? I'm here. Wait, this is me. This is me being a good person and, and just wanting the good for people. And this is you. This is, who's this telling me that I'm a bad person and that I'm this and that? And it is stuff that we've picked up from other people as well. Um, because again, because we haven't taken that time to just, if somebody does say something to you, like, you know, I don't know, you've got long thighs. I'm not, a ballet teacher said that to me once. I've got long thighs. So, and that was like in 1994. It's now 2020 and I still remember it right. because that person, that, that, what the thinker, this thinker that I'm watching is like, is telling me that. And, and it's not true. <laughs> Um, you know, or, or it was just that person's opinion, but, um, but I, you know, you have to take the time, even in the moment, if someone says something to you, it's so important to bring that life force into your body, take a breath and also think whatever, if somebody is trying to hurt you, it's because they are in their own fear. And also, I mean, just for performing, I talk about it now so much learning how to breathe if you can't breathe you can't sing and for years my voice has been completely constricted I don't know how I got away with it don't know how I got all the things I got because because my voice and my this part of my voice because my my throat chakra my expressive chakra I, I, I wasn't expressing all of this stuff because I was scared to say it out loud especially to people because of fear of judgment of others and now I still have that fear but I'm feeling the fear and doing it anyway because it's helping me to express and that is also helping other people know that people like me who apparently are successful in their career or whatever aren't necessarily feeling that successful because they're, not, because they're living in fear and they're not happy because mm -hmm. of it. So it's really, it's really very important. So Summer, if I can go back a little bit and then I'll come forward a little bit, because a lot of people will be interested about your training. You know, where did you harness this, this talent that we see on stage? I know that you went to Arts Ed, didn't you, and, and Lane Theatre Arts. Mm. Um, what was that period like for you back then as, as a teenager? Well... I went a year early to Art Ed. I went at 10 rather than 11. And, you know, I was a very grown up child because I think to do with having an older sister who was two and a half years older, it's just that sort of, you know, second child thing where you're just always wanting to be doing the same thing as your older sister. And I mean, my mother always says I was born 12, but actually it was, it was more of a, um, it was the reason that I seemed so, so mature was because I was actually resisting. I wanted to resist what was happening and what and and the the mm -hmm. the force that I was being pushed into this this uh, thing. But also, I mean, 
going back to that, I mean, my sister went to art third at 11. Um, or maybe she went earlier, I can't remember. But, um, but I was at a convent school and she was at art third and I was at, like a girl's convent school. And they were saying to me, do you want to stay on for, you know, for senior school and in this prep school? Um, which sounds very posh, but, you know, we had it. It was quite posh at the time, but um, and still is. But my sister was at this art ed where there were boys. And I was, like, ready to be with boys. I didn't want to be with girls at 7 a.m. in the lacrosse team, you know. And, and it sound, again, I sound really posh. Like, my grandmother helped us pay for that. My parents weren't rich by any means because they were ensemble in the West End. But um, so... That, I mean, obviously, duck privilege beyond. Yeah. Um, but with the with art said, I would. I also was offered a scholarship. I went for a scholarship audition because my parents couldn't pay for it, and my grandmother couldn't pay for it uh, for my sisters and I. So um, I kind of felt like I had to go. And then when I did go, because I was a year younger, I always felt a little bit out of place. And then, and there were a couple who were younger as well. Um, but also, I was also working. I would also do pantomimes and do little jobs here and there that I got because I was with Sylvia Young mm -hmm. agency as well. And so I was always sort of coming in and out. I never really felt like I really sat in my teenage years. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, we're not taught again about the menstrual cycle and women and how important it is to understand it. And I was, and, and my hormones are incredibly, well, everybody's hormones are incredibly powerful, mm. um, men and women. But, and, and I, I do feel almost, um, I feel that there hasn't been enough research on, on the male hormones as well. Um, but again, it's the same thing. It, it, they're both very undiscovered, I think. Mm. And and I, I got bullied a little bit and then I, so then I bullied someone else and, you know, and it, it was sort of this cycle of, you know, you shouldn't bully people rather than why are you bullying people, which I think is, is more of a more, there's more of a tendency to do that now in schools because we are more understanding of psychology and people are more understanding of, of um, you know, people going through uh, transitions and, and, you know, stuff that, we wouldn't we didn't know then you know if someone if a boy wanted to be dressing as a girl that that wouldn't have happened in, you know it's like and it's not that long ago either so this this tra our transition as a human race this evolution is fantastic because it means that people can really bed into who they are mm -hmm. and work out how they can help the greater good by doing that by doing so I mean that's also what I sort of wish for I don't you know mm -hmm. rather than it be secular of like no I I can now just be this. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just going to be this and be a selfish brat. You know, that's not it. You're being, you know, we're, 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 we're helping everybody be who they want to be mm -hmm. so that we can all help each other and be kind and be compassionate. Um, so I had that. And then in lanes, it was the same thing. I went because I was a year early. I'd done my GCSEs a year early. I went to lanes. I had obviously been, been doing it my whole life. I had, a, I had a, a head start mm -hmm. so I then got in the summer show and I would got like solos and duets and you know won the prelims or whatever you know like and so I was then bullied again you know sort of and not directly not like 
beaten up or anything like that but but the sort of more the sort of more sly Mm. um uh, manipulative sort of mean girls type thing Mm. and again you know they they didn't you know they know not what they do (laughs) is is, you know i'm not i'm biblical in any way you know i don't i don't follow the bible i you know i went to common school so i know some of it but that is that is just a guidance of of how you should look at people i think it's a brilliant one which is they know not what they do and and that's what i had to then sort of process throughout my 20s and everything like that and and i don't think i did and i was very much like i'll show you and i think that you know ultimately for my journey it worked because I was like, I will always be at the front and in the middle and the best and with the highest kick and with the highest note. Like that, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm also going to be get an Oscar and I'm also going to do this because, because then you'll see, then you'll be sorry. Mm-hmm. And, and that is where I realized that, you know, recently that's where I've realized I've gone, oh, I can't, you can't do it with that, with that intention mm-hmm. because it's a negative intention. So it will always come across as negative. Um, luckily I was a good actress so I made it look <laughs> made it look like I you know I didn't no one would have known that but deep down it was uh, this sort of innate need to approve be approved and have almost you know people be sorry for what mm-hmm. they had done and and want to know me you know and be and and I sort of also you know it, it's it's very it's a very nice thought to be able to prove somebody wrong and in as far as being a good person as well mm-hmm. like why am I being so like Christian right now but like in Joseph for you know for example with Benjamin and all of that you know like he just wants to be able to say wants to see if the brothers have have grown have mm-hmm. you know instead and able and now able to grovel and say sorry um and uh and they have you know and 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 that's so it was a big it was a big learning curve and 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 difficult and we all go through it but i think it is a lot easier not easier but i think there's less there's less of it now but and there's also more awareness of it Mm. so that's quite psychologically really interesting i mean because you have had some amazingly brilliant parts you were very young you're going Mm. into the west end taking on lead roles let me list some love never dies meg maria von trapp the sound of music holly oaks prior to that we'll come on to top hat in a moment because i loved it Mm. but you know (laughs) would you say it was all it was almost a kind of way of validating yourself your success was a way of saying i've achieved this yeah i mean yeah obviously i didn't know that at the time that was the thing it wasn't a conscious thing Mm -hmm. it was just like again that treadmill of like okay I'm on this I'm on this trajectory now and I just need to keep going just need to keep going need to keep going oh I'm I'm feeling unwell doesn't matter keep going just keep going just keep going you know and that that is also a, a family a family sort of mantra is you know keep going just keep going just do it you know and that is why we can do the Jellicle Ball and, we, and Scarlet can do Cassie and Broad, you know, and Chorus Line. And, you know, it is that, it's that mental endurance that you need sometimes. But what I didn't realize is that you, 
you don't you don't need it if you have the right intention behind it Mm -hmm. if you are like I just want to win this race to help people know how to win a race you know or like you know what I mean like or, or to or just not even be just be in a meditative state that is of joy um and I've had very 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 small snippets of it when I've finished I don't know finished rolling the hay and it's been the best one I've done and I have felt elation and then the next day it comes and I crack on whatever you know and and because of my perfectionism I I call it perfectionism syndrome I then the joy was gone Mm -hmm. or like even the next scene if I did something wrong or I or I like didn't get a laugh or something it would always you know I just it would just be gone like black again um and that's not a way to live because again you're constantly in fear that you're never going to get it again and it's Mm -hmm. like this sort of weird addiction um so in terms of living in the moment enjoying that moment enjoying the success the shows that you have been in have all been brilliant and you've done them with huge aplomb. Are you saying then at the time, you know, when you played Maria Von Trapp, when you played Del Tremont in Top Hat, that you weren't really savouring those moments and enjoying that success and saying to yourself, well done, you know, I did, I did good. Um, yes, because it was never enough. And that's, the thing is that is that it will never be enough if you don't if you're one not if you're not doing it for the right reason um and it's really hard to to put a sort of a label on how to not to do that um except to have that connection to yourself and to and to give yourself the time to listen to the your inner voices and I mean I have I think about as guides and you know and I channel different people and now because I'm because I'm open to it I've opened my my head as far as I'm and I down try to download what comes to me um you know and and now it's like just enjoy the moment <laughs> um because we can you know i mean saying that i am completely you know the same as everybody else i don't have a job i don't have a place to live i don't you know i have no prospects so that's also why i why i started the stralen collective which is the business that i've just set up which is an online platform for classes that people are giving because I was seeing a lot of people who were as experienced as me just left with nothing and the only thing they do have is their wisdom and their experience at, to to give and that's why I feel that people need to understand who do have the money that they have to pay these people what they're worth um, and you know and that's also why I was working with the with equity and 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 still do you know I'm still sort of in it uh, as much as I can be being here in the U.S. Um, that 
people are worth more. Human beings are worth more. We're all realizing that now with, you know, the fact that people are on food stamps here, for instance, or like people going to, having to go to um, uh, food banks in the UK. In this day and age, this shouldn't be happening. You know, everyone says there's a virus. I saw this meme the other day. It was like, yeah, there's a virus, a, a deadly virus. It's called world hunger that we could act that could actually be um, cured in the space of a day if the one percent of the richest people in the world gave a million, you know, however many million pounds, you know, and and for me that is very important to be bringing awareness to and the way that I do it is through my own community I'm trying to bring the world the value of my community out to the to the people to let them know what they are worth um and also help them realize it too you know they're like oh so many people of who I have on the collective have said you know I said oh you know what 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 do you want to get for an hour you know for teaching they're like, oh I don't really know what does everyone else do you know I'm like you have to know you have to know how how valuable holding a space for someone is it's it's it, with any other business you know when someone is a consultant and they've been in the business for 20 years they're paid 700 dollars an hour when i'm with 20 years in the business i'm not paid 700 dollars an hour sometimes <laughs> like in america more so but and i have trust me i'm not getting 700 pounds an hour at the moment I wish I was and I think that is kind of I would like to be to be paid that not because I want a Lamborghini but because I want to help other people mm. and that is what our I believe society's driving force should be is to help another person another person because that, that person will help another person and, and it, it is it'll be a a, a, a virus of good a spreading of a good virus which is also happening now that people have to be aware of other people we are wearing masks so that other people in case we have it we get and we don't want to give it to somebody else and that awareness is like opened everyone's eyes it's like oh there's oh my god there's another person in tesco's you know or there's another person stood next to me on the tube that maybe i might not want to be so close to that i might want to get my armpit out of their face you know um and i and i think it can only be a good thing it what sounds, was the question <laughs> it sounds like your journey of self-discovery if you like and awareness has been really deep and that's an understatement <laughs> come as a result of everything that you have achieved in a kind of full circle you know almost metamorphosis realm in terms of these amazing shows that you have performed in, I think you were nominated for an Olivier at 22. I mean, just mind boggling. <laughs> um, yeah. Has there been a role to date that makes your heart really warm, that still sits with you in a really wonderful place for whatever reason? Yes. Um, and it's not a main role. It was playing the Havana girl in, Guys and Dolls with Ewan McGregor and Jenna Russell and Jane Krakowski and Doug Hodge. Mm -hmm. And I could name every single person from that cast because we all felt 
I mean, I'm naming them because I know people will know their names. And it, what a shame that people don't know the other people's names. Yeah. You know, they should be, you know, they're all people who've been in the business for 40 years, 30 years, 20 years. And I, in that job, we were made to feel valued. We were, you know, not necessarily financially. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's not about financial value, although obviously it can be, it needs to be that too. But it is more, I think actors and artists and people who are light workers, I call them, are less less bothered about about the money and more bothered about how they're fed, how they're nurtured. Because the better nurtured they are, the easier they can give the gift out. Um, And yeah, and in that job, and then uh, I then subsequently, every single time, um, it was Rob Ashford was the choreographer and I mean uh, bar the fact that we had Keanu Reeves and Lucy Liu coming to see us and like massive A-list movie stars coming to see the show every single night standing ovations in the middle you know in at the end of Havana at the end of Sit Down You're Off in the Boat I mean that was not that was also a, an amazing thing to experience you know in, in no other show of I experienced standing ovations in the middle of the show twice every night you know um and it was because we were having such a great time and and then with Rob Ashford as I say every job that he has subsequently had me do I think it it definitely had something to do with Rob Ashford he he gets together companies who um who he knows are good people who who aren't who just want to you just want to give, you know, um, and it's really, it's really incredible to be around. And it's a bit, as a, as somebody who's also, you know, a budding director, it's a good lesson because it's all in the casting. It's all in who you cast. And that's also why I think the business has been the way that it has for so long, because, you know, the, the productions are, are cost so much money and people have been kept, I've used the same people over and over again, and it's still happening. I mean, goodness gracious, it really is still happening. But thankfully, with the Black Lives Matter movement and, you know, that everything that's happened with that, the system has been, the, 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 the cracks in the system have been highlighted. And I think that that, again, it's only a good thing. You know, I mean, to have someone who who is, you know, so brutally killed in front of our eyes had we not been in a pandemic I don't think as many people would have seen that video and would have and their outrage would not have been um, uh, ignited and you know people need to be ignited now in as far as like being active and actually you know it's all very well doing a black square and everything like that but everyone needs to be active in order for things to change because and so it's changing yourself in order to change the world you do strike me as as wise beyond your years you clearly summer have a huge work ethic and i guess resilience is inbuilt in you or do you think that that's something that came as part of your training i think so i think it was definitely nurtured into us that the show must go on um you know, and, but 
it, it works only for a certain amount of time. It's, it's not sustainable. And, um, you know, I was still going when the pandemic hit. I was in New York. I, you know, I'd had a few breakdowns here, you know, throughout um, and not acknowledged them. Mm-hmm. And so I was still going, still, still going. And then the pandemic hit. And, and it, for me, it was a blessing. I mean, a, a curse at the same time, because I went through a very, very dark place of, you know, uh, and then I, and I had to see, you know, seek professional help um, because of it, because I had, because I had been so resilient, because I had, the resilience came from just pushing everything down and not acknowledging the things that had been so traumatic for me um, in, in my life. And, and, you know, as far as like, emotional um development Mm -hmm. my emotional development had sort of stopped at a stubborn level or you know sort of a a, a teenage stubborn place that was just like i'm doing it this way Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna you know but still in the back of my mind having like someone else go well maybe you should try it that way and 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 so complete self-doubt all of the time even though i was so um, you know, gung ho about sort of doing, you know, being resilient and being get being there and everything. And and it just it hit a point um, when I did a show where I was made to feel like a complete bimbo. And it was when I turned thirty that I suddenly oh I became a doula as well, which is a birth partner. Doula means um, okay. yeah, actually means female slave in Greek. But um, but the the premise of being a doula um, is a birth partner and um, and we and I it basically made it ignited my femininity it ignited the the understanding of how powerful as a woman I am because I hadn't really been taught about the physiology of birth mm. and when I was taught that I was like. I can do anything as a woman and how dare you men who have ever told me otherwise, how dare you? That's where I got to. And because I was still in that self-doubt place, I wasn't quite able to really hone in on it. So I was made to feel like, because I had a a sense of self-worth, I was made to feel, um, I was gaslighted basically. I was made to feel like I was disposable. And I know that I'm not. And so I said, I know that I'm not. And, but at the same time, because of the anxiety and because of the depression and because of my hormones and, you know, not really understanding all of that and not being able to, not being able to, to just navigate it because I'd never had any guidance around it. Um, I started to believe them. And, and so, so I was sort of fighting this, like, no, I'm, I'm better than that. And then like, oh, maybe I'm not, maybe she, maybe the cover is better than me. And, you know, which is completely ridiculous because she's not me. Yes, she's different, but, you know, and things like that. And I just, and I just thought until, until this changes in the system, I'd rather not be involved. So um, and I, you know, and I was working trying to change the system for many, many years before that with equity. 
and and it was and and then you know because of that as well I was also being gaslighted because because they were trying to they, they don't want it to happen you know they don't want people to stand up for themselves and to realize their worth because then it becomes more expensive and they get less than they would if we're we aren't being paid that whatever we're meant to be paid um and also you know there's in business business has been dominated by the patriarchy for so long every business not just the theater every business and it is only now balancing out, not even balancing. I mean, we're like still way low. So, and the, and the reason that business has been so focused on money is because men innately, instinctually have, uh, have this innate um, uh, uh, tendency to want results. It's about results you know, in everything, in, in sex, in life, in, in uh, career, in, you know, everything is about results. And that's just because they're innately like that. Women, on the other hand, have an instinct to nurture. That is, that is just evolution because of, also because of our reproductive system, you know. And so not understanding that balance, having that balance, we as women have for so long been trying to act like men and I was like I'm not going to act like a man I have periods I do have hormones if you want to give me an emotional day one one day a month then I will take it because sometimes I do need that because my hormones are a certain way because I keep the human race alive how about that <laughs> yeah. so you know so it's that understanding of going okay well, I need you to do this. I need the result. It's like, well, you're not going to get the result if you're pushing me in a way that is not nurturing because I don't understand that mm. innately as a woman. I don't respond well to, I go into fight or flight. If you're attacking, I'm going to go one, either into freeze, mm -hmm. fight, fight or freeze or defend. Mm -hmm. I, and, and I was defending for me, it was defending my inner child. Mm. Other people who have children learn how to defend their their own children and that's what makes them feel powerful but because i don't have children yet i realized that i was like i'm actually defending my inner child who's saying no that's not fair don't don't do that to me and having no power and feeling out of control um and that's my own journey of you know of feeling out of control and all of that but so it's so it's it's really interesting and and it's very psychological and it's very deep um, and you're right, I have had, um, you know, I've been, I've been working this out since I was 13. You know, it's been like, why is that? And why is that? And again, it's second, second child syndrome. I don't just do it. I ask why we're doing it. <laughs> you know, my sister's like, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, it's fun. You know, I'm just going to be me. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't know who I am. So, um, because you're you. So I don't know who I am. So I need to know why we're doing it so that I need to know if I, you know, and it's, it's just that sort of, that inner child that's another thing that you have to sort of listen and find within yourself as the inner child being the inner child might be completely happy and joyless, joyous and have never had any problems but i there i don't think there is one one person that i know who doesn't have some sort of trauma from their childhood even if it's being pushed down the slide or you know whatever it is of some kind of rejection or some kind of trauma some kind of 
bullying some you know that everyone has it and and now that everyone's slowed down they're all realizing <laughs> which for me i'm like yes yeah. yes come on come on we can do it and then you can be in the same place as me <laughs> and we can and we can all go together and we can be compassionate and we can be kind and we can we can understand each other and, and be supportive of each other we all need to get to the point where you are summer because i think <laughs> you might be slightly ahead of lots of us <laughs> i don't What's... know sometimes i slip back <laughs> you know we all slip back for sure that work treadmill that you were on for a long period of time, really, I guess, up until you went to the States, you know, earlier this year. Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed the social aspects and I found some of my family, you know, my, my extended chosen family in the industry. And don't get me wrong, I had a lot of fun in my 20s. <laughs> um, but, you know, and I, I did. I, I met a lot of people and I had some great times. But what I have realized since is that that then became a treadmill as well. It was very exciting at the start and, you know, and I would always want to be doing a new job because it was, it was starting afresh with new people to get to know other people's light and find out, you know, and fall in love and have a showmance and, 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 you know, every, and I, and I, then I would fall in love and I'd be in a relationship and that would sort of, you know, be very codependent and stressful and, you know, and, and that sort of went on. Um, also because I was attracted to people who have their inner child on their sleeve, you know, because that's what I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. I we, are, we would embrace our inner children together mm-hmm. and then realize that actually our inner ch- children would have a fight, you know, because they didn't know how to be adults. Yeah. Um, and that's what happened for many, many years. And, um, but I did have a great time as far as that's concerned. And, mm-hmm. you know, as I say, that I must say there, there were obviously moments where I was like, wow, but it, but they're not the moments that you, that one might think they were, you know, like being told I got, a, you know, an Olivia nomination mm-hmm. was like, okay, well, I want to win it. Okay. Oh, I didn't win it. You know? So it was like, it wasn't, I didn't have time to be like, I got a nomination, and mm-hmm. and also because at the time people we didn't have as much social well you hardly had any social media. I mean, I only just about got a mobile, um, so there wasn't that ability to be celebratory because because of the fear, because there's so mm-hmm. much fear around, you know, and and also in the family as well, you know, being sensitive to other people and. You know, we all have to be, we all have to do that once in a while, don't we? In every family, sometimes one sibling isn't doing as well and the mm-hmm. other person's just got a promotion or, you know, and so that's, that's across the board, any family. Um, but when all the family do the same thing, it does also puts an, an extra layer of, of how sensitive you have to be around those kind of things. And so I never really gave myself the opportunity to say, wow, you've done really well. And so that's also why the Stralin Collective happened, because I was like, I'm going to collect all of my amazing people who I love, who I who love me, who have been, you know, who we've worked with, who I love their their gifts and their talents and and give it out to more people because they deserve to see it. Amazing. Well, I'm going to say, wow, you did really well. 
because oh, thank you. <laughs> I saw you in Top Hats. Hmm. I think it was, I don't know, 2011, 2012, you came on tour and I, hmm. I know that you originated that role, didn't you? And hmm. I just thought it was beautiful, that classic Hollywood bygone era. era. It was just, hmm. oh, it was just beautiful and elegant and charming and funny and gorgeous and I thought the dancing I just wanted to say that I thought it was just stunning thank you stunning. thank you and a lot of people do say that and I think you know again my sort of depression in it was so sad because I was like yes but the story needs to be better and the script needs to be better and she needs to be stronger and she needs this and she needs you know and that's also why I've become a director because then I will be able to make that those things happen um, because I see it from another side and again it was all a, an all male creative team pretty much it was one woman who was the designer and so you're constantly fighting that I was constantly fighting that dominant that male dominance it sounds like balance. there has been a lot of internal nurturing self-nurturing this year when lockdown happened, you were in the US. I believe you were about to go into a show or were you in rehearsals yeah. for a show? And that was just, that was cut. Uh, yeah, so when the lockdown happened, I was about a month out from starting rehearsals for a new show um, that was called Cheek to Cheek, another Irving Berlin. Um, it was sort of a compilation show and it was with Randy Skinner who... Um, choreographed 42nd Street and it was the first job that I got you know I mean apart from the Tonys which I did I got because I know Rob Ashford and he knows me and he knows I'm what I do so he put me in that and that was amazing and and I, I read, it was going to be my first job in New York as doing a musical and or a compilation and I was so excited and and also I had been through this like on my YouTube channel talking about the audition technique and audition process and how I how I got through my anxiety and, and you know and, and before that that audition I had a panic attack like a really bad one and I was in the loo of, of um, Ripley Greer Studios which is a very famous studios in, in New York having a panic attack and I did realize I was resilient after that that audition because I came out I, I pulled myself together Again, a mantra of the Strallen family, pull yourself together. I pulled myself, whoever that was, I pulled Summer Strallen together. That's what I did. She is a person. It's like Sasha Fierce. I haven't quite worked out who the, my actual one is, like who my name is, but Summer Strallen is definitely, she definitely pulled it together. She did the, the, the breath work and, and used all of that and went in, and, you know, I don't think I necessarily smashed it, but I think I did a pretty good job. And they were interested in, you know, and then they, they wanted me to do it. And then I had another audition like a week later and I ended up getting that, but it, it clashed, you know. And so it was sort of starting to kind of, again, I was starting to be on that treadmill. However, from the pandemic, from the pandemic I realized, I was like, I don't want to be in a city. I'm not a city person. I need nature. I need 
nature. That's what I kept saying to myself. Kept, like, I just need to be in nature. I can't be doing And it, that was because of the pandemic. You know, had, had I done the job, it probably would have been absolutely fine. But I probably wouldn't stay in New York um, post being on Broadway or whatever I end up doing. Um, and uh, and then, you know, my friend then it has this place in Massachusetts, which is beautiful, surrounded by all the nature you can get. And so I had asked for it. Yeah. I also had asked many, many times in my down times um, to stop the world. I want to get off. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but think there were a lot of people saying that, which is why it has. Oh, and we've got to take advantage of it, you know, and, and go, okay, you've done it. You've given us the space to breathe. Let's learn to breathe. Let's do it together. The planet is thanking us for it, you know? In terms of work and that show that you were going to be in and, and or the other audition that you got, is there hope that that could come back and the curtain could come up next year? I hope, I hope so. I really hope so. Um, it was in a small house on the east side. So fingers crossed. It's not a big, you know, it's not sort of a, a big place that's going to potentially be a, a risk, a hazard. Um, but then can they afford to do it if, they're, if they are having to do socially distant? I don't know. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, like everything, again, this is a lesson that we never know. We just never know what, what's going to happen. Like, you know, we, we talked before about you know you you never know how your life is going to change in a debt in a split second and so this is teaching me that and it's really giving me a hard lesson I mean it's really slapped me around the face with it and been like you need to chill the f out just chill and then be in that moment and enjoy what you have and be grateful. And I do gratitude journals and I've done them, you know, I journal and I, I do all the things. But also when you suffer from depression, when you, you know, having that diagnosis and ADD, I, from now learning about it more, it is a brain chemistry, chemical problem. It's not, and that's, that was a big realization for me also because it made me understand, uh, it made me very, um, very, um, what's the word, aggressively um, realize that I'm not perfect, that my vessel is no longer perfect because I've allowed my brain to be under so much pressure and so much stress from not listening to myself, from not listening to my gut and saying, Summer, don't do that with these people. They're not going to treat you well. You're going to, you know, even from them from them saying, well, she, she can't get a car home. She can't do this. She, you know, we're not going to give her that. It, even from that, that should have given me the enough impetus to say, okay, well, I'm, I'm not doing it. And, not, and we don't do that because we are on the treadmill. And we, are, we do have to pay the bills. And we do, you know, we're not, you know, in a situation where where we can where we can sit still but now we have to now we really have to you are extremely versatile as 
a human being as a person and as as an artist you really are just chatting to you today you're you're so open and you're so open-minded do you think now then going forward when theater can open up again that your approach will be very different you know your approach to to performing and roles and and living definitely definitely um I think I'll certainly be grateful for it, a lot more grateful to be able to be in a space, holding space for people who want to come and see the theatre. And for many, many years, I said, I don't do it for myself. I do it for the people coming to, the, you know, the audience. And in my, in my presentation, yet, yes, that is absolutely true. When I was doing the shows, I didn't, I, 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 I would give everything. However, I was I was holding one thing back, and that was a, a big the big thing, which was my um, heart. Um, as far as being, I I didn't feel like I it was trusting that the audience were just there to enjoy themselves, mm -hmm. not to judge me. That's what I, that's what I've realized is that I, they're not there to judge me. They're there to have a good time. And that's all I have to give them. I don't have to give them my perfect, perfect performance every single night because in their eyes it will be. And that's what I've realized. Um, that's also a yogi thing. You know, when I teach yoga, I say, when you come to the mat or to the floor or wherever you're doing yoga, you don't have to bring your best performance. Whatever pose you're doing, you can come out of if you don't, if it's not, if you're not feeling that at that moment, you know. And, you know, talking to lots of artists and coming in on the Strallen Collective, and, and I'm, I'm just being completely blown away that I get to, I get to have the opportunity to hear these other amazing artists, um, you know, saying things like, if I crack, I crack. Who cares? I'm having a good time. We're all having a good time. And I was like, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise be. Um, you know, um, and allowing and being able to allow yourself to do that is, is, is not for you. It's not for you. It's for somebody else. That's why you're there. If it's for you, you're there for the wrong reason. I think it's about cutting yourself some slack as well, you know, being kinder to yourself. And mm. as an avid audience member, every performance is a perfect performance. And but again, it's a journey thing. It's a journey thing. You know, my, my training and my childhood was you can always do better. Yeah. And yeah, it was, a, it, was, it was good. I mean, you could have got your leg up a bit higher on that bit, that tiny, tiny bit. What about the whole show? Like, let's look at the whole show. Look at like, I've just been on stage for two and a half hours holding the space for 2,000 people. Was that, you know, so it, it comes from a very, very long line of, mm. of that. And, uh, and, then, and then that conditioned programming in my own brain. And also then the depression, meaning that the synapses now don't come together properly. They, they're they're in, a, in a cycle. And now that I'm, and now that I'm medicated for that, um, for as long as I need to be, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's something that I can come off very quickly. 
um, it, it's, it's like taking antibiotics. That's how I'm looking at it. I'm like, I'm taking a course of antibiotics until my brain has learned, again, how to love itself. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the beauty of it. It's like, I'm learning to love myself. My brain fat synapses are learning to love themselves. It's to, to connect. Mm-hmm. They've actually been severed from the trauma and from the adrenaline mm-hmm. that has been pulsing through them for mm-hmm. so, so long. And, and, you know, you don't have to be a lead in a musical to have that kind of trauma. You know, I'm God. There are a lot worse off people, you know, having a lot worse um, experiences and their synapses are being broken, you know, and they're not and they're not having the nurture and having the time and the space to actually realize it. Mm -hmm. As an artist, I've been allowed to listen to myself sometimes and then and it was too scary. you know, (laughs) So I wouldn't. But but I but I was taught how to do it what we're taught isn't it we're taught how to how to give I think um one in three suffer with a mental health issue whatever mm. that may be and when, when you think about that statistic that's alarming but so, unsurprising right but unsurprising you mentioned connection earlier we forget to connect we forget to talk we forget to just be honest with how we're feeling so I was I was going to ask you how are you feeling now present day because you are just so full of energy and this lovely kind of ball of energy if you don't mind me describing you like that and and just bursting with ideas and a lot of people that that follow you will know that you've you've spoken about your mental health summer for a little while you posted a video before I for one was worried and and and, you know we didn't know each other then and Mm. so a lot of people want to know how are you now um well whoever is listening and also you thank you for for that kindness and for that caring you know it 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 really fills it fills my heart with with that love and connection that i that i sometimes lack um today is a good day two days ago was not a good day you know and so like an addict I have to look at myself like an adult addict and I have to say, and I do do one day at a time. And I do make sure that I, I mean, every day I do a practice. Um, you know, I have morning rituals. Every morning I listen to something. I do a meditation. I do yoga. Then I turn my phone on. Then I start my day. Um, and that has to be that way. And it's like, uh, you know, like an alcoholic has to not have a drink. It's the, it's, it's a practice that you have to practice constantly. I don't need, I don't need to be telling myself these horrible things. And, and keeping, you know, with the Stralin Collective is, is really fulfilling because it's making, I get, I'm now getting emails from people saying, thank you so much for putting these, you know, putting this together and, and being the leader in this um, from within. Um, and that's what I'm trying to do. You know, that's what the Buddha said is, lead from from behind if anything and so that's when I'm, I'm sort of putting myself behind the the websites and the, and the spreadsheets and the you know whatever um and trying to sort of bring that light to the world that we are so lacking right now and that and that space you know holding that space and so I also do free full moon women's circles and we will be um 
creating some men's circles soon, bringing that balance mm. into the Stralan Collective. Because, again, you know, also for a long time, I love men. I love them. I would always gravitate to that male energy because I'm so, because I have been so male dominant yang that and and now you know in, in my 30s it suddenly shifted and I just wanted to have that I needed that balance I was like I can't I can't do this anymore I need to have I need to have some feminine energy and 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 that power that goddess power um and that's just for me you know um but um but I'm but I'm I'm good I'm good and I'm and I I'm present today and that's all I can be and you know I think it's Michelle Obama says you know in her Netflix thing um, about her being being Michelle or whatever it is Mm -hmm. she's like she says about giving someone the gift of your presence Mm -hmm. it's so important Mm -hmm. and that's why having these conversations with especially on Zoom I feel like you can't be distracted you can be distracted but you can be distracted in a in a positive way where you can you feel I feel a lot easy it, I feel it, I find it a lot easier to be open when when I feel there's when there is a bit of a, a shield you know um of a screen um and it's almost like it's not I think it's because I can see myself that I I'm seeing another person I'm feeling myself it's very it's a very weird I look, you know, I mean, as you can probably tell, I look at things very, very strangely and very philosophically um, and um, meta. It's all very meta, physical, you know. Um, and yeah, the qu- quantum physics is a very interesting thing to look into. <laughs> I went down a YouTube hole of that one at the beginning of the pandemic. It's very interesting because it's all about the waves. Well, I mean, it seems that you've learned so much in this lockdown period, perhaps more than, than most of us. And you said at the start, you're interested in lots of things. You're, you're an activist now. You're, you're quite political. You want to direct. And congratulations on the Stralen Collective, Summer, because you Thank are you. doing a wonderful thing with your this wellness platform, performance mm-hmm. platform, you're reaching out to people wherever they are in the world. Thank you. Well, it's the connection with the global community that is so important. It's so important because, and I realized it because I live in the US and a lot of my, my, my family and my tribe are in the UK, the ones that I've picked up. But also it's made me realize that I, I am my own solution and I have to keep, um, keep connected and keep aligned and then I can help other people Um, because I've always wanted to do that and so you know and I think we all innately want to do that that's why people have children (laughs) they want to help somebody else they want to think about somebody else they want to give to somebody else and that's what I want to do and I sense I also want to have babies so if anyone's single let me know I bet there is a long list of people that would love to um, meet you <laughs> in the politest way of saying it. Um, <laughs> there is so much more we could talk about, so many other things that you've done and perhaps another time, Summer, in the not too distant future, we can um, come back and chat. But my final two questions, I've kept you for way, way too long and I do apologise, are how do, you, 
how do you relax and who has been your biggest influence so far? Um, well, how I relax is meditation um, and, and also like TV. Sometimes I just, at the end of a day, I'll just want to sit in front of the TV and just veg out and not have to think because I overthink every day. I'm an overthinker. I'm an overcommunicator. So it's constant, constant, constant. So when I can just sit, because even meditation for me is constant, constant, constant. And that's part of the ADD as well. So it takes me a long time, you know, meditation for me, I have to, I meditate for an hour and a half or, you know, as long as I can, um, you know, in silence or with music. And it takes me at least half an hour to even drop into that place. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, so TV mainly. I, and also like dinner with friends. Like if I'm, with in normal times. I mean, I have housemates here who happen to be wonderful, wonderful women, and we have great dinners, and you know, and that sort of relaxes me and and stuff. Um, and my influence, my biggest influence, I suppose, I didn't really realise until now, until coming back to the US, um, where she is, and that's my sister, Scarlett. Mm. She has forever influenced me. You know, since I was born um and she's also a, a pillar of strength and and resilience herself you know she's been through the same sort of thing um different but mm -hmm. but you know we had the same journey pretty much so you know we had different different di slightly different moments and different paths but um but she's always given me the confidence and um and support really like unconditional support even that you know you fall out your sisters you know whatever but but she has um and then also also the the, the industry community inspire me every day because i just think for some people have had it even harder than i have mm -hmm. and are twice as talented or you know just as talented and and they they keep going and they love it and that love for me is is what is what sort of propels me for some reason I'm like I think I've I think I've always been trying to look for that love as well in it mm -hmm. and now I realize you know all of the things that we've been talking about today is that it's not about the love that I feel it's about the love that other people are feeling and if I can hold space for that and when I say love, I mean all emotions. I mean, you know, sadness, fear. You know, when you feel those feelings, the the reason that we we are sentient beings, we are, you know, and as humans, we have that. I can't remember the phrase of what it is, but we, you know, because we can emote, that's what that's what differentiates us from animals. You know, animals are sentient beings too. I'm vegan, so you know, practicing vegan. Um, you know, but I, but I think that that's what makes us feel alive. That's what we need mm -hmm. to survive and to and to breathe. 
you know, fear makes you breathe quickly, anger makes you breathe quickly, sadness makes you slower. You know, like it's just amazing all of those different vibrations that we send out. And you know, as a singer as well as a dancer, you know, makes people you can you can send your energy to people, and it's so it's such a gift to be able to do. I kind of have to do it. That was actress, director, activist, mental health awareness advocate and yoga instructor Summer Stralin. Don't forget to subscribe to future episodes from your preferred podcast provider and follow me on Twitter at Shireen Jordan and on Instagram at Shireen R. Jordan.